Hello and welcome to the first playoff edition of the Ratio Podcast for 2017. Craig Hemingway and Joe Gunnis as CFL semifinal weekend is set to arrive with a couple of big games. They're all big games, of course, at this time of year. But uh, interesting matchups, both of them. And I guess, Joe, let's start with the Eastern semifinal. Another year where a Western team has crossed over to play in the Eastern semifinal. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks on Sunday. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. I, I think you got two teams that could uh, really take it to each other, or it could be an evenly matched game. It's 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 going to be very interesting. Well, you know, some history here, of course. Uh, this is the first time that Saskatchewan Rough Riders have played the Ottawa CFL franchise in a playoff game since the legendary 1976 Grey Cup game, in which Ottawa. Rough Riders beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on a uh, last-minute touchdown to Tony Gabriel, of course, who's going to join us later in the show, by the way. But for the Riders, they are crossing over to the East uh, yet again. They've done it a couple times previous. have never won an Eastern semifinal, so we'll see if they can make it to the West Final, much like the Edmonton Eskimos did last year. Uh, of course, injuries is always key at this time of year. Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Joe, uh, down their best offensive lineman. Yeah, having Brendan Labatt out of the lineup is is a huge loss, and of course Derek Dennis's status is unknown as well with a with a back injury from uh, what uh, what I've read. So that's very interesting as far as an offensive line uh, goes. Uh, you know, so I think the the big thing is is that uh, you know hopefully your next man up can step up and and uh, you know make the plays necessary to get you to the next uh, the next game. As for who's running behind that line, Trent Richardson, who uh, has been injured, missed the last game of the regular season with a lower body injury, was spotted in a walking boot uh, by the folks over at Three Down Nation, but Richardson did take part in practice on Wednesday, and they say that the boot may only be precautionary at this point. So he could join the Riders' backfield on Wednesday. Semi-final Sunday, of course. We'll see how that plays out. As for Ottawa, Trevor Harris back in the lineup to quarterback them and making his first CFL playoff start. That's a very good thing for Ottawa. I mean, if you look at their record, they're certainly better with Trevor Harris than without. Uh, you've got a good, solid quarterback that's been through some playoff games before. Maybe not as a starter, but but been there, right? And he's learned from some of the best, i.e. Henry Burris. Uh, so you've got some good experience there. And, and the thing is, is that uh, they're going to be tough with Trevor Harris. Uh, he will get the job done, and he's a big game player. So I think Ottawa is in good hands with Trevor Harris, definitely. We'll see if that can happen. Of course, Ottawa fans hoping that this is the first of two home playoff games, the Red Blacks, this year. Of course, uh, the Grey Cup hosted in Ottawa at TD Place as well. And if they made it to the Grey Cup, that'd be three in a row for the Red Blacks franchise, which would be pretty impressive. So that'll be uh, the Eastern semifinal. The Western semifinal features the Winnipeg Blue Bombers hosting the Edmonton Eskimos and uh, Joe in a season that uh, has been really, really positive in Winnipeg, of course. A lot of nervous home fans. Uh, with, uh, of course, the spate of injuries they've had over the last several weeks, most notably to quarterback Matt Nichols, who may or may not play this Sunday. If I'm a Bomber fan, that's a big concern. Here's here's the leader of the team, uh, you know, along with Andrew Harris. But, I mean, this guy really stepped up to the plate. I mean, it wasn't long ago that we were talking about, is he the guy, you know, on this very podcast? And, and he stepped up to the plate. He's done what he's needed to do, and he's led them 
you know, the whole way through. And, you know, nothing against Dan Lefebvre, but he's no he's no Nichols, that's for sure. And so you want your starting quarterback there, and, and that is extremely important to, to Winnipeg. Uh, and so hopefully, you know, he's at least uh, healthy enough to go to make a difference. You always want to see as fans and of, of the league in general, you want to see the best players all healthy this time of year and get your best matchups in the playoffs. But, but of course, that doesn't always happen. So uh, we'll see if that happens from Winnipeg's point of view. They're also going to be without uh, star receiver Darvin Adams. So being uh, down their star quarterback and star receiver could be a blow they may not be able to uh, bounce back from. But we'll see what happens as far as Edmonton is concerned. Uh, going into the playoffs with some momentum, they, of course, had uh, the big winning streak to start the season, and they lost a bunch in a row, and now they've won several in a row enter- entering the playoffs, Joe. You know, they've went on a good run here. I believe it's five in a row here that they won. Uh, you know, they went into Saskatchewan and, uh, you know, had a convincing win, really. And, uh, I mean, that's what you want to do heading into the playoffs. You want to win some football. And, you know, we talked about injuries. Everybody's hurting, right? There's there's nobody, there's no teams that are 100%, right, at this time of the year. Uh, so, you know, the thing is, is you want to make sure you got some running game going, especially if you're going into Winnipeg because, I mean, you don't know what that temperature is going to be, but it isn't going to be warm, I can tell you that. Uh, so, you know, you, you're going to have to put together a game plan. Uh, the good thing for them, though, is they've got one heck of a quarterback. Uh, I mean, Mr. Riley's got to be among the tops of the league and, and tough as nails, too. So, I mean, you know, that bodes well uh, for for the Eskimos. Let's uh, go with picks for the, the two games, Joe. Uh, Saskatchewan, Ottawa, who do you like? I like uh, Saskatchewan by three. I'm going to go uh, the other way. I, I think uh, with, with the Riders still question marks at quarterback, uh, Ottawa has the edge there. And without Brendan Labatt, that's going to hurt uh, not only the Riders' running game, but also protecting whoever is behind center. Uh, and Ottawa, of course, is the home crowd. So I'll take them by six. Uh, as far as Edmonton and Winnipeg goes? i got to go with the Edmonton Eskimos. I mean, you've got a quarterback there that uh, you know is a proven leader and gets the job done. Uh, played through adversity, played injured, uh, did that whole thing. And not to mention they got a strong backup if they need it in James Franklin. Uh, and not to, I mean, they got one of the best offensive linemen, Matt O'Donnell. I mean, we could go down the list. Uh, I think they're a pretty solid choice. I would like to disagree with you just to disagree with you and just so we have differing opinions when it's only the two of us, but I can't. I'm also taking the Eskimos for really uh, the same reasons you just gave. And again, going back to who's got the better quarterback, uh, especially in the playoffs, a guy who's got that big game experience. It certainly is Mike Riley and the Eskimos who really nobody was hurt as much with injuries through the season as they were, but they're getting back from that now. So uh, I'll take Edmonton as well in that game. Uh, Not too much else to mention around the league, save for uh, ownership in BC. Uh, It was the the coach and GM uh, Wally Buono actually making a statement about that this week. Yeah, he made the statement that, uh, you know, their ownership is going to, uh, you know, be on board uh, through 2018 and that uh, they're not going to sell the team at this point. And, you know, there are some ru- rumors that uh, Mr. Bailey was going to, uh, you know, wanted to get rid of the team, uh, you know, sell it. Uh, but it looks like he's going to be on board through 2018. Uh, Wally Bona's, uh future is a little bit uncertain. He doesn't know. Uh, you know what the direction is exactly, but uh, good thing is that the ownership is going to remain intact out there in uh, Vancouver, and hopefully that they can uh, you know pick up the pick up some pace and and figure out what they're going to do and uh, sell some tickets and get that fan base working again. 
Time for a break on the Ratio Podcast. But when we come back, as mentioned, CFL Hall of Fame receiver Tony Gabriel joins us to uh, lay out the Saskatchewan-Ottawa matchup. The last time that happened in the playoffs, he was an integral part of that. He'll also catch up to speed on his uh, injury related to replaying that famous catch back in 1976. Also on the Ratio, yes, he is back with another uh, bye week, getting healthier by the day. Sean Lemon and a twist to Lemon will talk about what the Argos are doing to prepare for the East final all coming up on the ratio right now a quick word about emj marketing emj marketing provides keynote speakers mc sports celebrities and entertainers for your next event there's a long list of cfl greats on the emj roster from damon allen to pinball clemens to scott schultz and gizmo williams and beyond so for your next sports dinner visit emjmarketing.com to find your entertainment Thanks for joining us on The Ratio. It's Craig Hemingway here. Still to come, Sean Lemon with this week's Twist of Lemon. Right now, we are glad to be joined by Canadian Football League Hall of Fame receiver Tony Gabriel. Of course, made the famous catch in the 1976 Grey Cup game for Ottawa to defeat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in that game and would go on to play several more years and wrapped up his career in Ottawa after the 1981 Grey Cup. Tony on the mend, by the way, with an injury that has taken him out of action. He is recuperating in his Rhode Island home, where we catch up to him right now, waiting CFL semifinal Sunday. Tony, how are you? It's great, uh, Craig, that uh, I'm coming along currently rehabbing down here in the U.S., uh, where... Uh, my wife, Lyle, uh, and I uh, spend the uh, fall months, and uh, I'm nursing, or she's helping me, <laughs> uh, getting over uh, a torn Achilles that uh, happened somewhat uh, connected to the Grey Cup catch of 76. Yes, yeah, so, so, t- so <laughs> you were reenacting that uh, a, a couple months back. Tell us, yeah, tell us why you were doing that. Well, I wasn't laughing at the time, I'll tell you, but in uh, around September 7th up in Ottawa, um, I was amazed that, uh, you know, someone would still be interested in uh, uh, bringing that back to the present about uh, a, a national Canadian company uh, or doing a uh, internal... Uh, presentation to all their dealers and uh, so what happens I bump into you know one of their uh, regulars and uh, recognizes me and and he says oh ever since I was a, a kid I wanted to reenact the Grey Cup catch of 76 oh I said oh you mean Rob I fake 34 tight end flag <laughs> hell yeah let's do it and someone throws in a football then we Line up. He goes and as the quarterback to say hut the uh, the other actor, and uh, I try to do my uh, corner post. Uh, excuse, excuse me, uh, post first, and then to the corner of the square where we were working in the byword market, and then double spike the the ball my traditional hot dog way, <laughs> or as it happened in 1976. Uh, did about five takes, and then they asked us to do it one more time, and that was one too many. Uh, I tried to push off hard off the line, 
and uh, I went down in a heap. It was scary, actually. And uh, I hear you—you you may have some uh, uh, affiliation with with that experience. Well, yes, I, I did suffer the same injury, though, at uh, 37 and not, not 68, uh, attempting to I play. I think you were playing the real football. Uh, soccer or something and uh, yeah yeah attempting uh, to play I, soccer for the first time since I was five years old and that also did not uh, did not end well so I certainly empathize with you I know you're uh, you're in the walking boot you. you're in the walking boot right now and as things come along and hopefully your wife doesn't have to shovel as much snow as my wife did <laughs> when my injury happened because it happened in December and I was out for the whole winter well the other thing that uh, I was concerned about uh, is I was wearing I had been wearing shorts but finally, uh, now with the change in uh, in the weather here and the, uh, getting closer to the Grey Cup, uh, I finally have a, a long pair of athletic uh, track pants. So uh, I'm I'm ready for <laughs> for uh, the next few weeks, finishing off uh, with the boots, starting real rehabbing, and into uh, uh, through the month of December, maybe uh, as a Christmas present. I'll come back closer to normal. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, uh, the, the good news is, yes, you do recover from those things. So we wish you a, a speedy recovery. And so now, uh, are you going to be able to watch uh, the playoff games from Rhode Island this weekend? Well, uh, certainly uh, we are. And uh, I believe it's ESPN2. Uh, my wife, Lyle, was telling me that uh, is uh, carrying the feed. I think uh, both of them, actually. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, what I meant uh, is the East and the Western uh, semifinals uh, uh, for your listeners that I'm really looking forward to this uh, sort of rematch and, and, and really reenacting of uh, Regina and uh, the Rough Riders have been playing some pretty good ball going back against my old team of Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time since 76 that uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have played the Ottawa franchise in a CFL right. playoff game, of course. And so there is some history there, which will no doubt uh, uh, stir your emotions a, a little bit more. When you see what's happened uh, in Ottawa, again, they won the Great Cup last year. And, you know, how does that make you feel just to see that franchise uh, come along like this? Well, on that point, uh, Craig, I, you know, I really feel... Um, you know, with Henry Burris and uh, uh, looking at what the Ottawa Red Blacks accomplished against uh, Calgary in the overtime uh, with that uh, bobble to a bang of a catch by Ernest Jackson. I mean, that was like passing the torch, you know, from 40 years ago to see them do that last year. And that was a hell of a way for uh, Hank uh, to be able to finish his uh, great career, Hall of Fame career. But uh, when I look at some of the uh, changes uh, during the course of the year and trying to follow the ratio podcast, etc., from week to week uh, uh, with you and Joe Gunnis, I, I think they've been uh, uh, very descriptive of a, a, a lot of uh, personnel changes, you know, such as when you, when you see, uh, 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 I think it's number 89 I'm thinking of on uh, Regina, sorry. Yeah, Jerron uh, Carter? To mind. 
Uh, yeah, sorry. Thanks for uh, uh, waking me up here. Uh, with Deron Carter playing both ways and some of the, uh, you know, the fabulous catches that he brought along coming from Montreal uh, to that franchise, and then Kevin Glenn, uh, uh, you know, they've done a, such a superb job in uh, uh, getting to this uh, playoff position and crossing over from the West. And that leads to another point, Craig. There's been a lot of discussion about the uh, essence of uh, who has won more games in the West, whether, you know, the uh, East-West uh, playoff as, uh, playoffs as they are should be changed. And, and you've had uh, a few um, good comments uh, th- uh, tossed around from uh, from others about this, correct? Oh, absolutely, yeah. From uh, you know Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, who uh, you know wrote a really intriguing article earlier in, the, earlier in the season. To some other folks who've weighed in, yeah, it is. It's you know it's. It, it's good for discussion and more discussion about the game, uh, uh, about issues like that, that can get more people interested. Really. That's, that's what it's all about. I mean, the, the end result and, and, and the, the, the format's going to be the format, but Hey, if, if you can get more people talking about the game and discussing it, that's not a bad thing. Well, I just like to weigh in or add, if I may, because I brought it up that, uh, I, I feel as a, an ex player, uh, uh, as well, you know, the traditionalist of the East versus West uh, uh, of 105, 106 years of Grey Cups uh, history, I'd like to see it uh, continue, especially with this crossover as we have it. Uh, it's cyclical in wins and losses. And uh, and I'll bring up something else in a, in a, in a quick minute. Uh that talks to this. It's like um, the ability of any uh, team you hope of the nine cities uh, in the league are, are going to be competitive and can win a ball game on any uh, given day. Um, I think it was Winnipeg that just uh, you know did a, a heck of a job on Calgary this past week, right? That's right. And you know, indicative uh, of uh, the crossover, I think I remember it was Edmonton last year that played in Hamilton, and it was an amazing game. And I was there for that playoff game. Uh, I think they beat Hamilton in the end by about three points. And then they went up to Ottawa, and it was in the snow and whatever. And I think Ottawa just uh, escaped, uh, uh, escaped out of that, uh, luckily, to be able to uh, qualify for the Grey Cup. And so I think, uh, to my point, that uh, I was talking today down here uh, about the 1981 Grey Cup game which, you know, goes back some 36, seven years almost uh, back in Montreal, coming from the Ottawa Rough Rider uh, team that was 5, 10, or uh, I thought we had one tie in there, Craig, but it was 5 and 11 when we played 16 games 
and we made it to the cup against the uh, you know the best in the West, uh, Edmonton Eskimos, going for their fourth Grey Cup in a row under Huey Campbell. And uh, and if they had cut the game off at the half, he would have won. And a half point underdogs. Yeah, and if they would have cut the game off at the half, you would have been great cup champs. <laughs> Greg, that, that that was unbelievable. At halftime, we were up 20 to 1. And I don't think anybody would could have imagined, uh, you know, uh, that we could be that uh, that good against, uh, against uh, a, a great team that Edmonton did have with Warren Moon and Tom Wilkinson at the helm there. But... Uh, uh, sure enough, under J.C. Watts, we and he had come back to us near the end of the year. We beat Montreal in the playoffs initially uh, in Ottawa, and then uh, were able to uh, finish off the first in the East Hamilton Ticats with my former quarterback Tommy Clements uh, in uh, breaking the tie with a 102-yard pass that J.C. Uh, gave to Pat Stokwa. I couldn't believe it. Here we were going to the Grey Cup. So anything's possible. We we must have had the the worst odds <laughs> and the worst uh, record uh, going in into that Grey Cup. But it proves the point that uh, to get to that stage, what you you know as a what you go after as a player. That was my last game of my 11-year career and we were so close I mean I, uh, I can remember the game as uh, as if it happened you know yesterday uh, for the most part and uh, it's a, a lesson learned you know you've got to play for 60 minutes but we uh, we stayed with them we were we were almost there that's right. So, yeah, we'll see uh, uh, what happens, of course, in, in those semifinal matchups this weekend. If Saskatchewan can uh, be an Eastern representative in the Grey Cup. Uh, so there's that game. And, of course, Edmonton taking on Winnipeg. And so we'll look forward to those. And, and I know, Tony, of course, uh, you're, as we already alluded to, you know, heavily involved in helping promote uh, Grey Cup in Ottawa this year. And, and I know that... Uh, some of that Ottawa fun is uh, going to be uh, some of that, that, that Ottawa franchise fun. You're involved in promoting that through uh, TSN. Just quickly tell us uh, about the feature that's going to air with uh, Brian Williams. Yes. Uh, I'm excited that uh, they've been able to uh, uh, travel and, and interview uh, my former quarterback, J.C. Watts. And uh, I believe they traveled all the way down through to uh, uh, Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. And uh, as well, uh, locally, I believe Jerry Oregon, uh, our, our uh, uh, Hall of Fame kicker. And then as well, uh, I mentioned the hero in the Hamilton Eastern Final of 81 was uh, my slot back uh, teammate, Pat Stokwa. Uh, and uh, I believe... The defensive player of the game, like J.C. Watts was the offensive player or most valuable player. Uh, John Glassford, our linebacker that year in the Grey Cup, they, they've interviewed him as well. And collectively, I think you're, you've got a special bond of a, a team really that uh, 
went as far as we did in the latter stages of especially those playoff games that I've talked to uh, to you about tonight that uh, uh, even holds a, a special meaning you know how uh, we we were able to uh, band together uh, to uh, get to the you know the final seconds in the Grey Cup um, before uh, it was Dave Cutler that kicked the winning field goal and broke the tie uh, to win 26-23. But um, brings back a lot of memories uh, of the great teammates that I played with. Well, and I'll bring back uh, some great memories from those who watched that as well. Uh, CFL Hall of Famer Tony Gabriel. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us on the ratio this week. And uh, I said all the best in your continued recovery from the Achilles. You'll be up uh, you. maybe by Christmas. You will be up uh, walking around. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best. And enjoy the games this weekend. I will be uh, watching it very closely. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game between the uh, Rough Riders and uh, – the Red Blacks, uh, you know, it's, uh, it'll probably come down, Craig, to, you know, within a touchdown, I predict. Well, uh, you know, maybe even, I don't want to just say three points, but uh, probably, you know, a touchdown in the last uh, few minutes of the game to give the winner. Our thanks again to CFL Hall of Fame receiver Tony Gabriel for joining us on the Ratio Podcast this week. Time for a break, but when we come back, Sean Lemon of the Toronto Argonauts talks about his team preparing for the Eastern final next weekend. And of course, uh, make sure he's still healthy going into that game as well. All coming up on the ratio. The CFL Alumni Association is devoted to serving former players and keeping them in the fold to promote the game of football across the country. Established in 2008, the CFLAA continues to grow and sustain the relationship between the CFL and the players that helped make it great. They also help former players in a time of financial need. If you want to find out more about the work done by the CFL Alumni Association, check out their website, cflaa.ca. This is the Ratio Podcast. Craig Hemingway here. Thanks for joining us. Still to come, Sean Lemon. Right now, a word about SeatGiant.ca. You want to go to a CFL playoff game? Get your tickets through SeatGiant.ca. Great selection, great pricing, and of course, all the pricing in Canadian funds. Whether it's CFL games or NHL, NFL, NBA, concerts, Broadway shows, all over North America, you can find your seats on SeatGiant.ca and pay even a little bit less when you use the promo code RATIOPOD, that's SeatGiant.ca. Now time for our friend Sean Lemon of the Toronto Argonauts, who missed several games but got back into the lineup for their last regular season game last weekend, in which they beat the BC Lions to secure first place in the CFL East, and now... Another bye week for the Argos, and that's where we catch up with Sean Lemon right now, waiting to play in the East Final. Sean, how are things tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Before I ask you how it feels for the team to uh, have won the game last Saturday, let's uh, start with you and how good it felt for you to get back on the field after missing several weeks due to injury. It was amazing to get back on the field, get out there with my teammates, uh, even everything, the whole process was amazing to, uh, you know, boarding the plane, to checking in the hotel, to being on the road again with your guys and, and uh, being out there for game day. That, that, that definitely was an amazing feeling for me. 
interesting, uh, right? The things you just mentioned that you uh, appreciate, like the the travel, which can get uh, can wear on guys at a time. For you, it was you're saying it was great to be able to uh, sleep in a hotel. Yeah, most definitely. Just get back on the field and understand, you know, the guys have been putting in amazing work for the past what 18 weeks now, and then, you know, be uh, regrettingly being uh, you know disappointed over being injured and not being a part out there with the guys. Know, putting in the work to get back out there definitely was an amazing, blessed uh, feeling. Not every uh, regular season finale has something on the line, uh, but certainly this one did. You guys were playing for something, and that was home field. Uh, clearly, that must have made a difference uh, for you folks playing a team that was already out of the playoffs. Uh, you know, it was good for us. You know, BC was a worthy opponent, I felt like, for us. You know, good test for us going into the playoffs. Uh, week before, they they uh, had what, over 500 total yards on offense, and uh, it was a good test for us defensively. Like I always said, we need to play good defense going into the playoffs, and I felt like we showcased that last week. Yeah, certainly. And, and, and what kind of celebration was there after the game, uh, after you clinched home uh, home field in the Eastern Final? That was a celebration in the locker room. We had good times. Always a good, you know, good to go back to a winning locker room. But also a humble locker room. Understand that you know we have a great task ahead of us. So we enjoyed it for you know 24 hours or so. And I got back to work today on the practice field and uh, just putting in the work. And they're very appreciative to the the bonus week that we have approaching us this week. What was the message from Coach Tressman after that game? Uh, we we have a pretty good locker room. Coach Tressman's very excited and you know he's thankful, like he's always said, to uh, coach an amazing team like we have this year. And, uh, you know, a selfless locker, locker room where guys are, you know, this next man up mentality. And, uh, we, you know, he just know that, understands that, you know, we have uh, more work that we want to accomplish. And, yes, it was good to, earn, to uh, achieve the bonus week, but there's a, a lot more work that we have goals set out for us that we need to obtain. So how do you go about uh, trying to achieve those goals through an extra week of practice here now? Uh, just with the extra week, use it as a you know self evaluate self evaluating week and understand. You know, go back and watch the you know film on team how the teams that we've had that we could be playing, uh, how they attacked us, how they try to attack us. Understand your responsibilities, your playbook, and you know just find ways to uh, things to work on because in playoffs for us defensively, it's going to come down to turnovers. You know, creating a turnovers and getting the ball back to Ricky Ray. So you go back to those fundamentals. Go back to those getting off the ball. Those little things you don't have necessarily have much time to work on during the regular season because of the four-and-a-half-hour rule. So, uh, you know, we have an extra week upon us, a bonus week upon us. So just go back to work on those details and just keep fine-tuning. Let's go back to you. Of course, you said you were you know, healthy for several days in advance of the game uh, last weekend. But uh, at what point uh, during the game, or was it even the first snap you played where you were, um, were the, at that point then you were fully confident that you were, you were healthy? First play of the game, I got a chip block coming my way from Jeremiah Johnson, so uh, that was good to get my pads uh, readjusted again. And uh, felt great to you know get that feeling and say, you know what, you know what, I'm good. You know, he hit me on my shoulder, uh, which I had the injury on, so it, it felt great to to get that reassurance. And uh, that gave me confidence to go in the game to get pressures and you know get to the quarterback once then. But I, I play solid for our team. So now uh, you've got to prepare for, uh, well, you're not sure which team yet. You won't know that until Sunday uh, Sunday night, of course. Um, I mean, I guess handicap uh, both Ottawa and Saskatchewan for us as you look at that Eastern Semi. Uh, both of them are, you know, two worthy opponents. You know, both of them are in the right to play in the playoffs. 
earned the right to compete against one another. You know, they're from the what I've been seeing, they're both of their games have been coming down to the wire this year. So it's definitely going to be a a great game and going to be a good test for, uh, for those two teams to you know decide whoever gets the privilege enough to play us next week. But uh, definitely excited to see you know playoff football around the CFL right now. And, and it was it's kind of refreshing for us to you know get get a look back and study our opponents a little bit more so we get a chance to play them. Uh, it's mostly anecdotal, but certainly seeing some things on social media that would lead one to believe that there is some excitement uh, in Toronto about the Argonauts hosting the Eastern Final. Are you getting a sense of that? I'm very excited. You know, I'm one of the guys that, you know, I'm trying to do my part as well, you know, just uh, uh, whatever I can do to, you know, get that stadium filled up for us to get that excitement so, uh, you know, fans can be able to enjoy that uh the luxury of having a you know home playoff game that's very significant in this league and try to give us any home field advantage that we can get because both teams opposing teams that we could play both of those teams travel well and then the last thing i want to do is you know go to bmo field and uh you know see colors that are not double blue well sean lemon of the toronto argonauts uh enjoy the rest of your bye week and uh, and good luck uh in practice, we'll see you this week, and then we'll talk to you next week uh, in advance of the Eastern Final right here in the ratio. Uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. Can't wait to see playoff action this week, and uh, thanks for having me. That's Sean Lemon of the Toronto Argonauts, and that's this week's Twist of Lemon. Thanks to Sean, thanks to Tony Gabriel, thanks to Joe Gunnis, and thanks to you for listening to the Ratio Podcast.